Are you an apricot? It's music. It's a reggae. It's music reggae. Welcome to another mini music reggae. I'm Paul Champanella. I am Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk. How you doing? So good. I watched the Super Bowl halftime show and it brought me joy. Oh, there's been so much talk about how it was for you. Yes. Now, I have a, this is why I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Philosophical question. For mm-hmm. those who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Eminem mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, right. 50 Cent, surprise guest, right. uh, performed uh, the halftime show. Second best halftime show in the history of halftime shows. Prince did one, right? Prince did one and in the, the rain, best. and that's okay. the best one. Okay. It was great. Like, don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl because football's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. Halftime show was great. We watched the halftime show and didn't watch anything else. Kids loved it. <laughs> and loved it. Wonderful. The next day, I see there's a bunch of hubbub mm-hmm. on the social medias mm-hmm. about NBC. I think it was NBC. Whatever network promoted yeah. was like, coming up next for all you millennials, the halftime show. And all these Gen Xers on social media were like, oh, of course you forgot about the Gen Xers. Yeah. And then it got into the little friendly conversation of like, who this was for. Was it for the Gen Xers or was it for the millennials? And there was a very good natured debate about it. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Because on one hand, Snoop mm-hmm. and Dre and Mary J. Blige definitively came like right at the height of like yeah. being Gen X. Yes. But the songs they sang were a little later. They, they did songs that weren't like early 90s. They were like 2000. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of millennials was like, well, they did the songs from our time. Is that true? I didn't watch a second of it. They did. You would love it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, the whole set was like uh, like a Compton neighborhood. It was oh. really like with buildings and everything. It was like a neighborhood block party. Hmm. Um, so Dre was great. Did uh, Still Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 50 Cent did In the Club. Mary J. Blige did No More Drama. Uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, (laughs) I mean, why not? So people couldn't hear my eye roll (laughs) on the the recording just now. Um, So, but there was no, like, there wasn't, like, nothing but a G thing. And there wasn't any, no, there was no Snoop Doggy Dog or anything like that. Yeah, what's my name? Yeah, what's my name? So, yeah, and Mary J. Blige didn't do, uh, you know, like, real love stuff from the early 90s. It was all definitively late 90s, early 2000s. And it was more like, hey, network, why are you just saying it's for millennials? Yeah, I have some thoughts. That's uh, why I, that's why I No opinions about the show, because like I just said, I didn't watch it. Yeah. The word millennial is meaningless at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just a buzzword. Like, boomers use it to refer to millennials. Millennials yeah. use boom to refer to boomers, even if they're talking about... Silent Generation or yeah. Gen X, they'll say boomer to mean someone who's older. Yes. And people will still refer... It's like, I'm a millennial. Technically, I'm an elder millennial. Not in your heart, though. Or a zennial. But I'm turning fucking 40 this year. Mm-hmm. But people will still refer to, like, Gen Z as millennials. Gen X didn't have this problem. When you yeah. guys were young and you were... You know, there was the slacker generation yes. and everyone complained about how lazy gen x was when really it's 20 somethings are lazy <laughs> yes exactly 
it didn't, uh, it, I felt like it didn't follow you guys the way that millennial is continuing to be a catch-all term yes. for, like, shitty young people. A hundred percent that is the case. Um, in terms of applying it to this halftime show, it definitely seemed to me like it was mostly a Gen X thing. And to say, like, this is the first halftime show, like, oh, millennials are getting older and yeah. now the halftime show is catering to them. A little bit because Kendrick Lamar's in there. Yes. A little bit even with Eminem in there because Eminem, he came out when I was in high school. So. Yeah. But, yeah, there were think pieces written by people who were born in the mid-80s who was like, this one's for us. And it's yeah. like, you were five when The Chronic yeah. came out. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like, you don't know. Like, you, you can it. appreciate it. That's fine. Yeah. But that was Gen X music. Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah. And it wasn't so much that millennials were like, this is ours. It was more stupid. Ch- uh, I think it must have been NBC. Mm-hmm. They were like, "This is for the millennials, yeah. for you guys." Yeah, yeah. And sure, I guess you could make the argument. It's like, well, the the playlist was, you know, mostly from two thousand on. It's like, eh, technicality. Like, yeah, exactly. If they really wanted catered, wanted wanted to cater to you, they would have picked different artists. Yeah, I don't know, fucking Limp Biscuit and uh, <laughs> the Biscuit Corn, like one eighty two and Ubisoft Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's twenty. That's 2000s music. That would have been the worst Super Bowl It would ever. be, and it's coming. It's, that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> And other other millennials, which I love, they're like, they're seeing this, and they're like, oh, I was so excited to see Snoop and Dre and 50. And then I realized that there's like kids that are way younger. Look at that. Like we would look at like if Badfinger played the Super Bowl or if like yeah, Boston when played it was the like, Super Bowl. This is when Bruce Springsteen did. Yeah, you're or, like, yeah. who fucking played Aerosmith. Yeah. In, uh, Aerosmith. 20 years ago. Exactly. But Aerosmith did it and like also Britney Spears was there. That's sort of, she was like the Kendrick. That's who yes. Kendrick is. Yes. It's like, this is for the the people who are now middle-aged but also Kendrick is here because maybe we can <laughs> rope in a few. Hey kids, Kendrick's here. He's going to do a song. Yeah. That's what it yeah. was. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you said that. It was a great, it was definitively a great halftime show. Yeah. But but, but it's for Gen X and yeah. not because I refuse to be considered aging. I am. <laughs> but, and we've talked about this before, there's this weird erasure of Gen X yeah. in the culture. Yeah. Which always strikes me so weird because I grew up in the 90s. As a as a really young as like a tween yeah. in the nineties, really looking up to your generation and like emulating Gen X, and to me, Gen X looms largest. I agree. So, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, I agree. Sure, yeah, they, we did a lot of good stuff. That's just this is my status as a Zenio. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and uh, it is just funny too how like of course Gen X is like. Of course they forgot about us and talked about yeah. the millennials. Of course they would forget. And the annoying thing is the millennials who tried to claim it. Yeah, well, it is ours. Yeah. So I grew up with the Yeah, but when you discovered the chronic, it was already 10 years old. Exactly. When yeah. you were 10 years yeah. old. So, I was blowing pot listening to Dre yeah. back in the day. If you weren't yet old enough to legally drink gin and juice... <laughs> I, when Gin and Juice was yeah. released, it's not yours. You can't claim it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Timestamp it, Paul Champanelli. Yeah. Yeah. If you were smoking Indo at seven years old, that's a technicality. It's still not yours. <laughs> exactly. Although, I think you could be a grandfather again if you're seven and smoking yeah. weed, listening to the chronic. Even that's- me, where I was born in the first year of millennialdom. 
Yeah. I was still in elementary school when The Chronic came out. That's insane. I just moved to Chicago. Yeah. Like a college graduate. It's 92, right? Yeah, yeah. 92. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And they did California Love, which everyone lost their mind on. Okay, sure. With, with no... Well, yeah, yeah, they were in LA. Yeah. And, and, and no Tupac uh, hologram. No, okay. Did they say anything? Like, no. No, they didn't no. pour one out? Or, no, okay. they just moved on. So who did Tupac's versus Snoop? No, they just did... Uh, they did. Oh, it was like a medley? So medley. Oh, okay. So yeah, they just yeah, did yeah. his hook and then went to Still Dre. And, yeah. Yeah. I heard that NBC asked Dre to censor the anti-cop lyrics, and he didn't. Yeah, he, like, said something. And they asked Snoop not to wear Crips colors, and he wore an all-blue... Yes, he did. Like, suit. Yeah. Um, so, He's good for And good then for Eminem kneeled like Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And That's cool. more importantly, Mary J. Blige, to finish her song, did like a death drop. Oh, cool. She, and she's not a young lady. No, she's my age. Yeah. And we were just like, everyone's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you, Mary. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was a good night for L.A. then. Because I, I know that, uh, you know, the, the Rams were playing. Yep. And they were playing in their home stadium, coincidentally. Yeah. And they had this very L.A. lineup of yeah. Dre and Snoop and Friends. Yeah. I don't know where Mary J. Blige is from. I she don't think she's California. she's from New York because she was in Bad Boy. Yeah. Um, so if, if the Rams had lost, that would have been a real uh, It's a rough luck. But R- yeah. Rough luck. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, yeah, well, that was... I don't know. Maybe I'll go on YouTube and watch it. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth watching on YouTube. It is really It's entertaining. It's quick. It's quippy. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, even when I watched the Super Bowl, which I didn't this year, always mm-hmm. refused to watch the halftime show because I think it should be marching band still. <laughs> That's the hottest thing. I don't like this whole pop stars do the halftime show thing. Apparently, I want to see high school marching band. Oh, until the 90s. Yeah, for a long while. Yeah. You're just like, it's almost unbelievable that they waited that long and been like, Hey, maybe a, maybe a rock star will do it. Yeah. yeah. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So, Kirk. Yes. Last week we did our big fifth anniversary show. Oh, yes. We're five years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I said we're still celebrating. Yes. Uh, so for the mini, I just wanted to do a little something. We've sort of mentioned this from time to time, but mm-hmm. I thought definitively I would present, and this is news to you. Yes. The top 10 most popular music ray gun episodes ever. Hey, now. By the numbers. Yeah. The most listened to episodes. The most downloaded episodes. I definitely know number one, and that's it. Number one has twice as many listens as the second most popular episode. That's insane. More than twice as many. We're going to go, I'm going to count them down. Okay. From the 10th most popular episode. Episode number 41. Do you know which one that was? No. That was New Jack Swing. Hey, fuck yeah, I made the top yeah. ten. God, I'll, throw, I'll throw in a bonus. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is number 11. Hey! So they're right back to back. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice to hear that. I like to think that people who found one found the other. Yeah. I would love to think that. And then they kept the train rolling and found the number nine episode, episode 51, Janet Jackson. Oh, see, I like how it all is going together. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So there's an audience there. Yes. Or we can try to find patterns where maybe there's coincidence. Yes. But yeah. Our number eight, eight most popular episode is episode 64, which is the newest episode in the top ten. Bass? Almost. Piano? 
Guitar! Guitar! Okay. Guitar! Woo-hoo. Episode 64. Yay! Our seventh most popular episode. And the oldest episode in the top ten. Episode four. Uh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Wow! Our Billy Joel episode is the seventh most popular. We were just babies then. Yeah, I know. I know. Episode, uh, our sixth most popular episode is episode 24. Also kind of an outlier here. No pattern to be found. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. No, I wish. (laughs) Los Angeles. Oh, okay. The Los Angeles episode. Maybe we have Los Angeles listeners. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, probably since we're here and... (laughs) I would assume that 99% of our listeners are people who know us personally. Exactly. Uh, okay, top five. Oh, here we go. Number five, you already guessed it. Episode 43, bass guitar. Hey, I love that bass beat guitar. Bass guitar. Fuck yeah. Number four is episode 13. Disco. Correct. Disco is number four. Uh, Here comes the top three. The third most popular episode of Music Reagan is episode 56. Oh, God. And you already guessed it. Piano? Piano. Wow. Piano is our third most popular. That's crazy. And the top two are the ones we talk about all the time. Number two is episode 11. Funk. No. Saxophone. Number two is saxophone. Number two is saxophone. Number one is funk. That's what it is. Yeah. For a long time, saxophone was number one. That's right. And then funk just took off. Yeah. And I, as I've said before, I think what's happening is because we host our show on SoundCloud, I think we are getting people who are searching SoundCloud for beats and samples. Yes. And are searching for things like funk, saxophone, piano, disco, bass guitar. Yeah. Guitar. Maybe even New Jack Swing. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, hi, we're here. Yeah. And they play this and they're like, oh, it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> or they're like, oh, it's a fucking podcast. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. These guys know their shit. Yeah. <laughs> if, they st- if they stay listening. Yeah. Because yeah. Los Angeles, Billy Joel, and Janet Jackson got thrown in there. And I don't know. Maybe does, does Billy Joel have, is there like the Venn diagram of SoundCloud rappers and Billy Joel <laughs> fans is an almost perfect circle? Maybe there needs to be a collab. Maybe. Oh, Maybe. SoundCloud rapper and Billy Joel doing yeah. like duet <laughs> of New York State of Mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are our top ten ah, most popular. That's great. Ever. Yeah. That's great. They have some some surprises in there. A couple. Yeah. Didn't yeah, know. A couple. But now it's time for the main mini episode event. Oh yeah, it is. It's time for the music trivia quiz. This is the part of the episode when Kirk and I ask each other questions. From the music-themed expansion pack to the board game Trivial Pursuit, it was published in 1985, so all of the questions are about music only from before 1985, which means what, Kirk? It's fucking hard. It's it's pretty tough. It's pretty, pretty tough. tough. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. There is no candy on the table this There's evening. no candy literally on the table. Last time I ended your streak... Oh, this is a shit show. We are both starting from square one... <sighs> We've got a even whoever gets candy next at the earliest is three episodes from that now. Sucks. So we got to slug it out. God damn it! I got I got a taste <laughs> for them candies, and now now I got the Jones. Yeah, oh, uh, but I I won last time. Yes, so I technically am defending a yes. streak. Uh, so I will ask you first. Correct. I will take this and. 
You not win. three. It'll be two episodes from now. Yes. If I win this, and then the next time, then I'll get candy. But. And I'm going to pick. All right. Here. Okay. All right. And here we go. Cover notes. Which members of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young were charter members of Buffalo Springfield? Um, Nash and Stills. Stills and Young. Fuck! You didn't know uh, Neil Young was in Buffalo no, Springfield? No, I knew Nash was, and I knew Crosby wasn't. And I no, Nash know. isn't. Stills is. Oh, Stills, Stills is, is sorry. Yeah, Nash was in the Hollies. Oh, that's Crosby right. was in the Birds. God damn it. Yeah. Your mother should know. What did slender Grand Ole Opry star David Ackerman choose as his stage name? Say that one more time. Yes. What did slender Grand Ole Opry star David Ackerman choose as his stage name? Hmm. Slim Jim. String Bean. God damn it. (laughs) 1950s, oh. 1950s. They get easier as we go. So, uh, what Imperial Group's career was launched with 1958's "Tears on My Pillow"? Tears on my pillow, and pain in my heart over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sing it. God damn it! Sing it. Sing the, yep. the, the Imperials. What Imperial Group's career? Was launched with 1958's Tears on My Pillow. Isn't it the Imperials? That's not the complete answer. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. What? That's not the complete answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me have you read it one more again to refresh my memory. Okay. What Imperial Group's career was launched with 1958's Tears on My Pillow? It's the name of the group. Okay, okay. Uh, that's not them. Is it? Uh, um, okay. I know where I'm going with this. Okay. I just don't know the correct way. I don't know where you're going with this. I. Is it, uh, it's not that, uh, and that's not that. In my head, it's somebody and the Imperials, and I don't know who that somebody is. Hmm. So I'm going to lean into that and say, uh, Frankie Lyman and the Imperials. Sorry, it's a little Anthony. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. Ah, oh, wow. We I'm were mad. on the right track. It was little Anthony. Uh, Sorry. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. You need all three of the rest for par. <sighs> uh, okay, this next one is a multiple choice. Okay, good. Okay. Choice of three. Which of Peter, Paul, and Mary had been a successful comedian in Greenwich Village? Oh, boy. Paul. Correct. All right. Correct. Ooh, that was a full just you guess. You got a guess. All right. After the Beatles, this is the 70s and the early 80s, who whines 
My, 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 hey, rock and roll is here to stay. Neil Young. Correct. Well, I like that they said wines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have two. Got two. The ma- Here's the last question. Right. Anything goes is the category. What's the term for a short composition for voice? What's the term for a short composition for voice? Oh boy. I have no idea, so I'm going to guess. What is a short composition for voice? Mm-hmm. Did you know this before you looked at the answer? I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, God damn it. Can you give me the answer? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I could answer yes or no to that question, and either would be What right. is the short composition? What is the term? The term. For a short composition for voice. I don't know, so I'm just going to say staccato. Song. That's bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking true pursuit. Hey, that's the word. I officially hate music. <laughs> that's terrible. But you can still listen to instrumental. I'm, all, I'm only listening, I'm not listening to anything that has voice in it. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's all George Winston and nothing yeah. else. All right, well, two. I'll take two. Two. Could have been worse. I've lost to two before. It's happened, so you never know. At least there's no candy on the line. This card. All right. Here we go. Cover notes. What word starts song titles completed by Autumn, Winter, and Monday? What word starts song titles completed by Autumn, Winter, and Monday? Oh, I know it's not manic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mm. Autumn, winter, and Monday. Mm-hmm. I only have a guess. I can't figure this one out. I'm going to say lonely. Oh, that's a good guess. Blue. Oh, yeah. Uh, blue okay. Monday. I've never heard of blue autumn or blue winter. Never, never, yeah. never. Yeah. Wow. All right, Mom. What 1926 Broadway show muses, quote, Lonely as a desert breeze, I may wander where I please. What 1926 Broadway show muses, Lonely as a desert breeze, I may wander where I please. Ain't got nothing, nobody know how, parentheses, but my own darn self. You got the parenthetical right. Okay. <laughs> no, it was um, the desert song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Fifties. Uh, what was Fats Domino's longest charting single? Ooh. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to say Blueberry Hill. Correct. Okay. All right, on the board. <laughs> yeah, don't overthink. Yeah, yeah. Sixties. Yep. What country outlaw broke the race barrier in a Shreveport show by kissing Charlie Pride on the lips? This is the 60s? This is the 60s. What country outlaw broke the race barrier in a Shreveport show by kissing Charlie Pride on the lips? Willie Nelson. Correct. It is tied. Oh, this... All right, here we go. What punkster claimed, quote... 
We're the nicest bunch of guys you've ever want to meet. No other context nope. with that. What, what punkster? What punkster claimed, quote, we're the nicest bunch of guys you'd ever want to meet. This is after the Beatles, right? This yeah. is after the well, Beatles, yes. be. I mean, literally, if, I don't, if I've never heard the quote, it could be anyone. I'm going to guess Sid Vicious. Johnny Rotten. Oh, oh, oh god damn it. Oh, oh, all right, shit. so last question down to the wire. Here we go. This is for the win. Anything goes. What classical pianist and chart topper was born Harvey Laven Jr.? What classical pianist and chart topper was born Harvey Laven Jr.? L-A-V-A-N. Glenn Gould. Oh, Jesus Christ. Van Cliburn. Okay. So we're tied. Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> a push... It's oh, a that's push. always so lame, but oh. it's better than a loss. We neither one. We both won. That's yes. We're both winners. <laughs> we're both winners. But neither of us get candy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh God, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy not to have lost. I don't know why it's terrible. <laughs> uh, but that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.